On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. Leaving out the avocado in your salad to save money is not good for morale or your fiber intake. Luckily, State Farm knows the value of the little things. It's why they've got options, like insuring your home and ride with surprisingly great rates on both. Because you shouldn't have to give up what you love for great insurance. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, November the 6th, Ian Cameron with you. Uh, We'll have Jimmy Murphy with us momentarily. He doesn't make many appearances on the weekend, but... Uh, he will be joining me momentarily on the show and to help me break down the Saturday card. We might have Andrew McGinnis as well. Uh, he's away. Alex will be back tomorrow. So that's where we stand. But we're here. We're t- ready to talk Saturday uh, NHL. And we got Jimmy with us now. What's uh, up? forward to this uh, Saturday card. Jimmy, it's great to have you on a Saturday. Welcome. Yeah, a rare Saturday that I'm home. Usually I'm uh, I'm out spending a day with my daughter, but uh, she's got some plans today. And I am at my, uh, my home studio and uh, ready to go, brother. Let's get to it. We got a huge card, 12 games on this slate. We'll start with uh, Tampa Bay and Ottawa, the only afternoon game today. Tampa Bay minus 180, road favorite, six the total, shaded to the under uh, in this one. Lightning losing to Toronto 2-1 to one in overtime in their last game. Ottawa getting thumped by a shorthanded injury-ravaged Vegas team uh, in their last game, 5-1. to one. Although a little deceiving that score because you know, Ottawa was getting some good chances in that game and uh, one of the better games from Robin Leonard this year in net for the Golden Knights played extremely well uh, in that victory. So uh, bounce back time for both of these teams, a Tampa Bay team that's coming off a loss to Toronto to Tampa Bay normally is an automatic bet for me, Jimmy, for years, knee jerk yeah. off the loss because they're so good in that role. I'm not so sure today. I certainly lean maybe Tampa in regulation here. Uh, you can get that at a little bit better price than certainly the minus 180. But, you know, they're banged up a little bit. And now, of course, also, Mikhail Sergachev now serving a two-game suspension for that really shouldn't have done it. I mean, it was totally needless to fly across the ice and elbow to the head of Mitch Marner uh, the other night against the uh, Leafs, and he's going to pay the price for it, a two-game suspension. Uh, Tampa Bay, John Cooper saying we pretty much gave them the win with the turnover. Actually, it was Victor Hedman. Not many games where you say he's the GOAT or he's the culprit for a loss, but giveaway uh, in the led to the Leaf overtime goal or the tying goal, I should say, in the third period, and a penalty that he took on a breakaway leading to the power play that gave the Leafs the win the other night. So he'll certainly be looking to bounce back. I lean to the Tampa regulation, minus 120, although I don't know if I'll bet that. I might bet the over, though. It's six, and I'm just buying into series history here uh, in this series because Tampa and Ottawa, the one thing we've gotten is high-scoring games head-to-head. Five and one to the over the last six meetings in Ottawa, nine and two to the over 
uh, in the last 11 head-to-head meetings here with the Lightning and the Sens. And we kind of talked about it with Ottawa. Last two games, they've been involved in some high-scoring games. In fact, there's three straight, four of the last five Ottawa games have seen at least six total goals. So this might be a game, too, where after Tampa scores one goal, a lot of those games where they get shut down, they usually like to show a little bit more offensively in the next game. You could see that here, and certainly Ottawa is not exactly shutting teams down right now the last few games. So I, I will bet the over, and I just lean to Tampa uh, in regulation. Jimmy, what do you like here, Bolts and Sens? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm over on a lot of things here. I, give me the over in the first period. I think this is going to be a wild one here in Ottawa. I, I'm going to stay away from the side because I do. A part of me thinks that 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 Ottawa could catch them sleeping here in terms of uh, how they view the, this underrated uh, sense team. So I like the first period over and the total over in this game. All right, first period over. You can get that at minus uh, one. It looks like uh, over one and a half, minus 130 uh, right now uh, with the uh, first period over and the full game over. And open six and a half, too. So I like that it's dropped uh, down to us. And look, Tampa's been an under team a lot this year, but Ottawa's kind of really had trouble keeping the puck out of their net. Nikita Zaitsev may not play on the blue line, and he missed the last game. And I mentioned that because he gives you nothing offensively from the blue line, nothing. So it's actually, I think, a plus for the offense, maybe a little bit minus for the defense that he's out. Uh, and instead, uh, Holden is going to take his spot, and he's a little bit more of a uh, offensively p- capable, better skater as well, puck mover. So I think that could lead to a little bit of a more of a quicker pace for Ottawa from the back end as well. Uh, the next game could be the game of the day, an absolute beauty of a hockey game here, Carolina and Florida. We've got Florida minus 135 home favorites, six the total in this game. How about that, Jimmy? Uh, 9-0 and Carolina Hurricanes. They're a road underdog in this game mm-hmm. uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers. Telling Price here uh, in this game that maybe this could be the first loss for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. As we know that Florida, while they have lost a game, it was just in a shootout to Boston. They've yet to lose in regulation. This should be a hell of a game. I don't want to go against either of these teams. Uh, they both played well. They're both teams that I'm looking about, uh, looking to back and bet on rather than bet against uh, Carolina uh, it looked like they were on the verge of their first loss against Chicago uh, earlier this week, but they erase a 3-2 deficit in the third period, and they come back to beat Chicago 4-3 uh, in that game. Been very impressed by the uh, Hurricanes. Freddie Anderson's been terrific in net, and he'll be back in between the pipes here for uh, the Hurricanes tonight. I also like Vinny Trocek here against his former team, maybe as a goal scorer prop. I like those spots where you always have the former, the guy that plays against the team he used to play for. I think that could be something you look at here in terms of a prop in this game. Uh, when you look at recent series history, Carolina's done well against Florida. Six and one the last seven meetings, six and one uh, in Florida in the last seven head-to-head meetings. And this has been another over series history, Carolina and Florida. I remember we talked a lot last year on this show, Carolina-Florida games and me being on the over in a bunch of those. And that's what I'm going to be on here. Rather than pick a side, because I like both of these teams, I think we'll get up and over this total. And I cashed a ticket with the over against for Florida against Washington in their last game, noting that two starting defensemen were out, Nudavara and Radko Gudas. And look at what happened against Washington. You saw that Florida defense look a little loose the other night against Washington. Even though they won that game, they blew the lead. They let Washington score four times. You know, and that defense could still be without both of those guys tonight, Nudavara and as well as uh, Radko Gudas. So keep that in mind. And again, two of your six starting defensemen and two of your better shutdown defensemen as well. So that could once again, just like it did in the Florida-Washington game, that could open the door for some more goals uh, tonight between these two teams. So nothing on the side, 
respect. It's like, I have nothing but love and respect for you. That's what I feel about Carolina and Florida right now. So I'm not going against either one. Just give me some goals. I like the over. Jimmy, what do you think here? Well, I think a key thing we have to look at here, and it's not getting a lot of news here, is Sam Bennett is uh, on the IR now. And you could argue that he's been their MVP thus far in Florida, even more valuable than Barkov. Very bad news for them. Big loss for the Florida Panthers right now. And that's why I'm going to go with a Jimmy reverse puck line in this one, folks. Give me the Carolina Hurricanes minus one and a half. And I'm also going to jump on that over with you. Uh, And I like the first period over as well. So three plays for me there, but the big one being the reverse puck line uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. All right, and you're going to get obviously a terrific price. Plus 285 is what we're looking at for Carolina, minus one and a half goals. Uh, and look, this is a, uh, a this is a game where the draw uh, for a Terry Edelman, like in the draw, I wouldn't argue that's probably going to be a close game. Uh, and look, the draw, credit to Alex B. Smith, you know, our yeah. colleague, our line mate, he had the Washington, Florida draw the other night as his best bet uh, on the show at, at plus 320. So an excellent call there. And yeah, I wouldn't talk anyone out of the draw. It could be close game. It's just it's just fascinating here that we've got Florida not just favored, and obviously they're at home. That's part of it, but minus one forty, you know, favored yeah. in this game against an undefeated with Carolina no team. Yeah, with no Sam Bennett. Uh, the good news yeah. is for Fl- Florida's got a lot of forward depth, but you're right, Bennett. Bennett's numbers have been great this year, so he will absolutely be missed. You're talking about a guy that had four goals, three assists, seven points uh, before getting injured. Yeah, and the other thing too, guys, I would say is that look out for the the goaltending situation too. Something to watch in Florida going forward. Not that Spencer Knight is uh, is anything bad. He's a great backup to have, but Bobrovsky now is day to day, and there's some there's some issues going on there. He might not even be able to back up Spencer Knight tonight. So uh, something to keep an eye on with Florida going forward. All right, next up, uh, Boston Bruins, Toronto, Maple Leafs. Toronto minus 130, home favorites, five and a half, the total in this one. Uh, the Leafs uh, found a way against Tampa, and that game could have could have gotten away from them. They didn't have a good first period, better second period, but couldn't score. And then they really had Tampa taking it to them in the third period. And Jack Campbell, that might have been one of the better goaltending 10-minute sequences he's had. I guess down the stretch in that third period, he made some unreal saves to keep that game one nothing, and give Toronto a chance to tie it, which they did in the final minute, and then they won in overtime. Leafs got their confidence back, you know, and that was a big win. They didn't even play. That's a good sign for the Leafs that they didn't even play their best against a pretty good Tampa Bay team still and won the game. I mean, that's definitely a confidence booster. They've won four in a row. They came out through the dark side of the abyss, and now they're feeling good about themselves again. But now they got that old arch nemesis here, uh, the Boston Bruins. Uh, And the Boston Bruins have owned Toronto in the playoffs, and you could even say they have uh, owned Toronto in the regular season for the most part. They've won uh, four of the last five meetings in the regular season. Now, those were two years ago because they haven't played each other since 2019. Fascinating that I read this in handicapping this game it's hard to believe because he's been the head coach for a while now this is the first time for Sheldon Keith coaching against the Boston Bruins can you believe that I mean it's absolutely stunning uh, that this is the first time uh, that he's faced the uh, Boston Bruins so uh, shocking uh, to see that but that's what happens with the uh, schedule of course uh, being ultra remember they faced uh, Boston October 22 November 15 and remember Babcock didn't get fired till December uh, of that season so yeah, this is going to be a first for Keefe against the Bruins. Now he's going to see a lot of them uh, moving forward. I lean to Toronto here. I really do. Uh, I like the way they're going. I, just like with the Tampa game, Tampa, if they lose to Toronto, they're like, ah, it's just one regular season game. For Toronto, it's like, 
measuring stick time. Tampa Bay, the defending champs, Boston's just completely dummied them uh, over the years. Uh, And I think for the Leafs, it matters to play well here, keep this win streak going, and pick up a home win against the Boston Bruins. So I like Toronto a bit here, minus 130. This is another one I'd lean over because 3-0-1 to the over in the last four meetings in Toronto between the Bruins and the Leafs as well. So uh, hopefully there's some goals in these first three games because I'm leaning toward the high side with the total in each of these first three games. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Bruins and Leafs? Yeah, this one's a, a tough one for me. I, I think it's a pretty evenly matched game right now. I mean, the Bruins obviously took care of business against Detroit there, and Patrice Bergeron, I mean, just what a show he put on. Uh, really shut up some local radio people. I don't know if you heard what happened, but a couple of local radio announcers on 98.5, the Sports Hub, were questioning his heart of all things saying it wasn't in it anymore and he needs to retire. Uh, just, just because dumb. a guy's struggling doesn't mean he doesn't get care anymore. Or yeah. Just lost his will to win. I mean, come it, on. one thing, it's one thing to say maybe father times catching up a bit. That's fine. But to question a guy's heart, I mean, it's just insulting. And, you know, I was kind of going at it with them on Twitter, just to complete morons. And that's the problem guys. I mean, sometimes I really li- wish I lived in Canada because down here, nobody knows what they're talking about when it comes to hockey on sports radio. So, um, anyhow, like this is going to be a great game. Uh, I'm going to stay away from the side here, but I'm with you, Ian. I like that over. I mean, it's it's going to be rare that we see an over five and a half between the Bruins and the Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, it's usually going to be a six, a six and a half. So give me that over five and a half in this, and that'll be my one play on this. Yeah, by the way, we got Campbell in. Campbell worries me. Campbell's been excellent, and uh, that's a big reason why that was low scoring because Tampa had a ton of chances, and Campbell was just like 10 10- like a 10 out of 10 on this on the goaltending quality save scale. He had a bunch of those Campbell in the win against uh, Tampa Bay. It's going to be Linus Allmark tonight uh, in net for the uh, Boston Bruins uh, in this one. And uh, he is what he is. He's capable of having a good game and he's capable of struggling. And he has been all right this year, three and one, 2.23 goals against 927 uh, save percentage. And to be honest with you, He's been as good, if not better, than Swayman so far. So mm-hmm. uh, basically, that's exactly why they are uh, going uh, with uh, Allmark and giving him some shots in net here. But I still think we can get over five and a half. And like I said, three of the last four meetings between these two teams in Toronto uh, have gone uh, over the total. Uh, Colorado-Columbus. We've got uh, Colorado minus 180 home f- road favorites in this game. Five and a half the total. We all like Columbus in some form. Uh, even I was the the person in, of the uh, Ice Guys crew that was least interested in Columbus, and even I still had a small bet on them against Colorado earlier this week. I know Jimmy liked Columbus, Alex liked Columbus, Andrew liked Columbus uh, against Colorado, a ravaged team uh, earlier this week. But now you got the shoe on the other foot a little bit with uh, yeah. Colorado now looking for redemption against Columbus after losing that game. Although they, even with all the injuries and absences in that last game, they still almost came back and won. They forced overtime, uh, and then Columbus ended up with the 5-4 victory uh, in that game. Uh, we'll see how they fare here uh, in the rematch uh, between these two teams. Uh, by the way, the good news for the Avalanche is it looks like they're getting not just a little bit healthier, but potentially much healthier. They're not going to have everybody back. Uh, Kale McCarr still out, and he's going to be out for a while. Uh, Andre Burakovsky's questionable, but Mikko Rantanen is going to be back after missing the last three games. He's expected to return. Uh, and Devon Taves, the, probably the best shutdown defender, the best defensive-minded defenseman that the Colorado Avalanche have, is going to make his season debut here for the Avalanche tonight. So, Great news to see that uh, for uh, Colorado because this is a really good defenseman. 
you know, they've got a lot of blue liners. We've said this before, Jimmy, that move the puck well, shoot the puck well, good offensive instincts, but they don't have as many that are just that shut down blue liner. And to get Devon Taves back uh, from injury is big in that role. So while I liked Colorado Columbus the last game, and I liked the over, that was my best bet on the show from that Colorado Columbus game earlier this week. This game could flip the script a little bit. I think it goes a little bit lower scoring tonight. Colorado Columbus, especially with Devon Taves back uh, in the lineup. You've got the number one goalies for both teams back in between the pipes. Remember, who did we have in the game in Col- in Colorado earlier this week with these two teams? We had Jonas Johansson for Colorado, and we had Jonas Corposalo for Columbus. We got the number one goalies for both teams tonight in this game. We've got Merzlikens in net for Columbus, Darcy Kemper uh, for Colorado. So this is the one game I would lean under. I think it'll turn in to a lower scoring game. And a lot of times in sports, when it's the same two teams playing each other, two games in a row in the regular season, if the one game's higher scoring, I like usually the second game to be a bit different, lower scoring, and vice versa. If the first game's lower scoring, second game often can be high scoring. So I think this one will stay under. And I lean to Colorado in regulation. Not sure I'm ready to pull the trigger, but certainly they're going to be wanting to avenge the loss at home to Columbus earlier this week. So if I were to bet it, Colorado minus 110 in regulation and under five and a half in this one. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Avs and Blue Jackets. Well, you just meant all the guys that Colorado's getting back right now. That's going to give them some juice, give them some electricity going into this one. And plus, you've got the the fuel in them to get a little redemption for that loss the other day. They got their good guys going now. So this is, excuse me, guys. This is a big Jimmy Puck line right here. This might actually be my best bet. I'm just going to give it right off right away here. I, I think Colorado goes in. It takes care of a Columbus team that's got to be mentally uh, hurting right now, knowing that they're going to be without Patrick Line for a while. That's a big loss. Yes. He was finally finding his groove. He was finally living up to the potential in Columbus. Things were harmonious with him. You know, you weren't hearing that he was sulking. Everything was going great. Everything was so positive, and boom, he's gone. So give me Colorado on the puck line in this one. And uh, if I was going to go on the – over under, I would lean a little towards the under actually in this. I don't see Columbus scoring too many goals. All right, good stuff. All right, next up, we've got Detroit and Buffalo. Not one of the more glamorous games uh, on the card, but especially after the first four we talked about. But uh, even money here, minus 110, uh, both sides, uh, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Man, this is a this is a really rough spot for Buffalo because they were just out on the West Coast. They played in Anaheim. Uh, they played in L.A., they played in San Jose, they played in Seattle the other night, and they've only got 48 hours of downtime, and actually less than that because it was a late game, 10 o'clock Eastern Thursday night in Seattle, West Coast to East Coast trip, less than 48 hours later, they got to play at home against Detroit. Look, I know this Detroit team uh, lost four in a row, and I've lost some money backing them a couple of times now, and Dylan Larkin's still out, and you see the difference he makes. He's, they just haven't had much offense without him. But, man, the spot is just so brutal for Buffalo that I, I got to look to Detroit here. I, I do. At even money, it's a mm. brutal schedule spot for Buffalo off the long road trip. I know Larkin's out again, but, you know, after Buffalo – or sorry, after Detroit played, you know, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, Florida, Washington, they've played some pretty – a tough schedule, pretty rugged schedule, good slate of opponents lately. This is a step down for Detroit, facing a Buffalo team that's struggling again, starting to look like the Sabres team we thought – they would be coming into the year and coming home off a long road trip with not very much downtime to catch their breath. I got to look Detroit here at even money. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Red Wings, Sabres. 
I'm staying the hell away from this game. This is a Jimmy pass. Not a Jimmy Puck line, a Jimmy pass there with uh, Detroit and Buffalo. All right, Vegas, Montreal. Uh, Montreal minus 110, minus 115 home favorites, five and a half the total. A one step forward, two steps back. That's the best way to describe Montreal right now, right? They beat Detroit. Uh, looks like, can we get on a roll here? You know, thank goodness they played Detroit twice. That two of their wins were against the same team, Detroit. Other than that, the wins have been few and far between. They got one other win besides two wins against Detroit. And then they followed it up with a terrible performance on home ice against the Islanders, get dominated uh, in that game. Really, for Montreal, it's simple. They face a pathetic team. They can win. They haven't beaten really anybody good uh, outside of Detroit twice. And San Jose, was, San Jose was in the most brutal spot coming off a long road trip at home for that first game. And San Jose has been terrible in those spots for years. So I look at this as a game where I don't trust Montreal as slight home favorites. I get it. All the injuries that Vegas are, is dealing with, it's significant, but they did show the ability to rise up against uh, Ottawa five, one the other night, they lost to Toronto. They bounced back. Um, I, I got Montreal closer to where Ottawa is right now than where Toronto is at the moment. So I think it's probably a winnable game for Vegas. Don't know if I'll bet it. Uh, but I lean Vegas. I want no part of the Habs at the moment. There's just uh, not something not right, not playing good hockey, not playing good defensively. Jake Allen's being hung out to dry. Uh, the offense has stagnated all year. Uh, the good news is Nick Suzuki scored in back-to-back games. That might be the one thing I look at. Nick Suzuki, maybe to score a goal because he scored in back-to-back games after a long slump to start the year. Sometimes you ride guys, you ride players when they start to find the back of the net. And maybe I'll do that here with Suzuki. That might be the only bet I make in this game. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Vegas, Montreal. Yeah, I'm all over Vegas on this. I, I don't know how this is even close in terms of the odds makers, what they're looking at here. Montreal sucks right now. And, and Vegas, even with the injuries, is still a much better team on paper the way I look at it. So uh, give me the, the the Vegas Golden Knights on the money line here. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, right now, I mean, even with the injuries, I mean, they, even with the injuries, Montreal's not trustworthy, and I could see gold, the Golden Knights going in there and getting a W uh, in Montreal against the struggling uh, Canadians. All right, Minnesota and Pittsburgh. We've got the uh, Penguins minus 110 to minus 120 home favorites in this one total. Uh, right now, five and a half uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this game. Uh, give the Penguins credit. You know, we talked about the uh, COVID-19 issues. Uh, infiltrating this team going into the Philadelphia game and they emerged with the win uh, against the Flyers. Uh, give them just a ton of credit. Um, they found ways they capitalized on their chances when they had them. And, and the end result was a victory in overtime uh, against the uh, Phil, uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers in their last game. So we'll see if they can follow that up uh, with another good performance here. in this one against the uh, uh, Minnesota wild going to be tougher here, but still Crosby out Malkin out rust on the IR. Brian Dumoulin, COVID issues as well. So still a lot of key absences here for uh, the Penguins. On the flip side, the Minnesota Wild uh, entering this game, uh, trying to uh, get the uh, they, they escape with a win against Ottawa, but they didn't play great in that game, 5-4, but they snapped a two-game losing streak uh, with that victory. We'll see if they can uh, get, get back on track here on the road. The road play has been kind of up and down uh, so far this year. Uh, there are some absences here for Minnesota, but in terms of uh, Goligoski on the blue line and Zuccarello were questionable, but both of them have been cleared. Uh, Zuccarello and COVID-19 protocol, but he's going to play, and Alex Goligoski is going to play after having an upper body injury here for the uh, Wild uh, in their next game. Um, this is tough because... 
I just thought there's just too many absences to overcome for the Penguins the other night. And yet yeah. and then- <laughs> they, they do what they've done a lot, Jimmy, under Mike Sullivan is yeah. undermanned, shorthanded. Other guys step up. They Their team game becomes even more compact and structured, and they just dig in even more. And their defensive game was solid. Jari was good in net. So I, I want to back Minnesota here. I don't know if I will. That is the lean, though, Minnesota for me here. Jimmy, what do you think? I'm going to stay away from the side here just because the Penguins now scare the hell out of me. Uh, they, they just keep proving me wrong. So I'm with you. Like uh, Kudos to them. Kudos to Mike Sullivan for overcoming the adversity they continue to do. But I look at this over-under right now, and I think it's too low. I, I see a lot of goals in this game. I see the offense. I, I, I'm feeling like, guys, I could almost feel like a 5-4, 6-5 type game. I think this could be a fun game to watch back and forth. A lot of speed out there. Uh, so give me that over five and a half. Yeah, I would lean that way. Uh, I, I might actually bet it. I might because I'm looking at the series history, six and one to the over uh, the last uh, seven meetings in Pittsburgh and the wild have struggled in Pittsburgh too. So uh, that might keep me off Minnesota here in this game uh, as well. Minnesota has gone over the total in every home game uh, this year. Uh, let me see what they've done on the road in terms of uh, total so far. It looks like on the road, they've had three unders, uh, so far, and then what did they do early in the year? Oh, they, I think they've gone under in every road game. Yes, they have. Wow, five and zero to the uh, under this year. Yeah. And speak, speaking of overs, uh, I hope everyone out there bet the over in the North Carolina Wake Forest game. Like, wow. Oh, college football. Yes, of course. Oh They're just going back and forth. Uh, nobody's stopping anybody, and that's actually kind of what I expected. Yeah, I was watching your game. show earlier, Ian, and yeah. like you guys nailed. It. I mean, there's just no defense in this game. It's ridiculous. No, there isn't. It was 77 the total for that re- for a reason. The, in that the live one is up to 92 now. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And same with Georgia Tech, Miami. I thought that game would be high scoring, and it started out that way yep. uh, as well. So there you go, a little college football here. See, we're multi faceted sports exactly. analysts here on the ice guys. I know this is a hockey show and we stick to NHL and NHL betting, but uh, I personally am a NFL college football, NBA college basketball handicapper as well. And, and, and better. So uh, we're multi-talented uh, here uh, at uh, the ice guys. No question about that. Uh, Philadelphia and Washington. Uh, let's see who's more talented in this game to get the victory. Washington minus 160 home favorites, six, the total uh, in this one. Uh, the Washington Capitals have been uh, facing a tough schedule. You look at what they've played lately, Florida, Tampa, uh, two back-to-back tough games, and they winnable games, both of them, and they lost by a goal. So we'll see if Washington can bounce back here. I kind of want to back Washington here, back home, bounce back after two losses uh, against uh, Philadelphia, but the price was just a little bit higher than I was anticipating. The Flyers have had no recent success against Washington. Washington's owned this series 6-1 and one, the last seven head-to-head. Eileen Washington, but I would only look in regulation to get a better price now with where the current number is. Lean Washington in regulation, uh, minus 105 uh, in this game. As far as the uh, total goes in this, six for Philadelphia is pretty high because they've gone under in four straight. Um, and Tampa, Washington's gone under in three of the last four. The Florida game went over, but that's been an over-series history. And as I mentioned, Florida without two starting defensemen, I really think that impacted that game and made it higher scoring. So I'm not sure I'm ready to jump on the uh, over here. I'd lean under, if anything, and I might get there with Washington and regulation, and certainly the way I would bet it from a side perspective if I'm going to get involved uh, in this game. Uh, Jimmy, what about you here? Flyers, Capitals. Yeah, look, the Flyers kind of made me look pretty dumb. It's a team, I now I'm starting to – find them to be an enigma again. I, I thought they seemed to be getting it together. They looked a lot better than they did last year. 
Uh, their defense looked a lot better. Carter Hart had been looking better, but they're starting to go a little up and down. And I'm, that's why I'm going to stay away on the side here. The Capitals, too, have kind of been a little inconsistent as well. Uh, I'm going to go. I feel an under on this. I'm kind of with you. I'm leaning like I see both teams tighten it up here after the last games they had. So give me the under six in this game. Can at the uh, under six here uh, in this one between uh, the uh, the Flyers and Capitals. There we go. Lost my spot. So like in the under here uh, between the uh, Flyers and the uh, Capitals uh, in this one. Uh, All right. Next up, we've got uh, the New York Islanders taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the Islanders, uh, minus 130, uh, road favorites, five and a half, the total in this one. Uh, it's a weird scheduling spot here. We got the Islanders that played Thursday night in Montreal. It was their first game, you know, in nearly a week, actually. They had uh, yes. four days off, actually, between games, uh, and they were fresh. They were ready. They were off, you know, a loss to Nashville, and they bounced back strong. Very good performance, 6-2 to two win uh, over the Montreal Canadiens. What a night for Brock Nelson, uh, the hat trick. Uh, for him four goals in fact if you include the empty netter that he scored so what a night it was for uh, Brock Nelson uh, in that game Uh, we'll see if he can carry that over here to this one against Winnipeg Uh, so the Islanders are the more rested team here uh, but when Winnipeg's on the back-to-back but the good news for Winnipeg is no travel they hosted Chicago last night a pretty dominant 5-1 win and they outshot Chicago 33-18 one thing about Winnipeg is this is a better blue line. I like what they did uh, in the offseason uh, with this defense. They upgraded it. They brought in Nate Schmidt. They brought in uh, Brendan Dillon uh, on this uh, blue line for the Jets. And you can tell it's a much deeper, more experienced, and a little bit better in terms of adept in terms of defending in their own zone as well. So that's been key. But the Winnipeg Jets have really, really been pushing the attack being aggressive in waves offensively at home. We talked about how every home game for Winnipeg's gone over the total this year. Last year, last night's game didn't go over, but it didn't go under either. Uh, it ended up pushing 5-1 in that game. This total five and a half here, man, the Islanders are such a tough team to bet overs, especially right now. Uh, you look at the you know, five of their last six games, five and one to the under uh, in their last six games, but... You know, they did break out for six goals against Montreal. That game went over the total. Uh, five and a half with Winnipeg at home when they haven't cashed an under yet. Uh, I'm tempted by the over. Ian, remember, Hellebeck's back tonight. Yes, I'm tempted by it. Hellebeck is not Jake Allen. Yeah, Hellebuck is not Jake Allen. He's not Eric Comrie uh, either, who's yeah. been the other. Although yeah. Comrie played well. Comrie didn't face a ton of shots yeah. uh, last night, though. Only 18 shots for Chicago, but he played well. The shots he yeah. did face, he did have to face a couple really good uh, scoring chances for the um, Jets last night against Chicago, and he played well. So, yeah, I lean on I, – I, certainly I feel like I should be on this over five and a half with this Winnipeg team who's trended over 7-1-1 one, and one to the over in their last nine home games. But I don't know. Something good about goaltending it. matchup, though. Yeah, no doubt about it. With a good goaltending matchup, the Islanders were trending under before that. Let me see the series history. That's what's going to uh, sway me maybe in one direction or the other. And while you're doing that, one. In Winnipeg, yeah. four one and one to the over in the last Ooh. six in Winnipeg. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take You're gonna it. Gonna do over it, huh? I'm gonna do it. It's five and a half, and it's um plus or it's minus one oh five. So it's not even you know a lot of juice. You can even get plus money on over five and a half at some books here uh, in this game. I would think Sorokin and uh oh, I beg your pardon, Jimmy. Uh, my mistake. Eric Comrie is starting. Tonight for the Winnipeg Jets, and it's confirmed. Yeah, I saw that one of our guys in the in the chat room there. Yep, 
Eric Comrie's in again. So, yes, he's back with the team, Hellebuck, but clearly they're not ready to start. And he was feel he did have an illness too, as well. Not just okay. the birth of his kid with his wife, but apparently he had an illness as well early in the week. Maybe he's not fully over that yet. Well, so, then, yeah, uh, as a result, that over. Eric Comrie that changes things a little bit. And look, Islanders put up a six spot last game, so they're going to be feeling their feeling their oats a little bit, maybe in terms of the offense that they had a breakout game the other night. So, yeah, give me over five and a half there now. Islanders Jets. I'm going to make that official. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Islanders Winnipeg. Yeah, you know what? That just totally swayed me to the over as well. And I, I like uh, I like Winnipeg in this, even though they played last night. Uh, I, I just the, the they seem to really thrive when when Shifley comes back into the lineup there. They seem to really get it together there. And this is a team, I think, that we're going to be talking about way down the line as a Stanley Cup contender. So I'm going to go with the over now, and I'm also going to take Winnipeg on the money line. Winnipeg's just been outstanding at home uh, all year long. Just a great, great home team, 4-0 at, at home this year. Uh, the Islanders has been a long. Now, the good news is the Islanders got, I think, replenished a little bit with that little break, uh, even though this road trip and this road trip is still ongoing like this uh, Islanders team isn't going to play their first home game till November 20th. Can you believe that? November 20 is their first home game at the brand new U, uh, UBS arena there uh, that they're opening up. So they've still got five more, four more games on this road trip after this Winnipeg game tonight. So it's been a grueling road heavy slate for the Islanders and uh, they might be a good, you know, those last couple games I'm looking at their schedule at Tampa Bay at Florida are the last two games of that road trip, you know, before they go home, those could be fade spots go against the Islanders spots there just because it's the end of the road trip. It's two good teams. They're playing. They're excited to get back home. Finally, Uh, those could be those dates you circle that maybe you go against the Islanders there uh, as well, because this has been certainly because of the, uh, delay in the uh, new home arena getting uh, finished and open for business. They've had to play this incredibly lengthy road slate uh, to begin the year. All right, before we get to our next game, DraftKings, official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. They have you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This Sunday at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL, must be 21 years of age or older in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Sign up for an account. Take advantage of it. All right. Down to our last three games. And before we go on to, I just want to say, I'm going to switch back on that Washington bet because I I didn't realize the goaltending matchup there. Uh, So I'm going to go over instead of under on that. Um, Yes. uh, I had not seen goaltending confirmations. Oh, Martin Jones and Vitek Vanacek. Oh, now I see why the the over's taking money. I agree with that. I wasn't bet. I wasn't officially on the under yet, but there's no way I'm taking the under now. 
Yeah, I agree with that. So they didn't have Goldie's confirmed about an hour or so ago. Well, last I looked, now they do. You're right. And Martin Jones is automatic. I either look Washington or yeah, I look he's good for five goals himself to let in. So yeah. he's actually played a little bit better. I thought actually the Vancouver game that he started, he won that game. He actually yeah. played well. But can it continue? I got to see more than just a game or two yeah. where he looks good. So yeah, I would look Washington and over. Uh, Washington and regulation might become a bet now. Uh, for me after seeing that and uh, over certainly would now be the lean. I agree. I mean, not normally do I just knee jerk the other way when a goal with certain goalies, but Martin Jones is one where I would usually always all knee jerk the other way and go toward the over whenever I see his name on the marquee as the uh, starting goalie. So uh, there you go. Martin Jones, Vitek Vanacek, uh, the goalies uh, in that game. And uh, by the way, Vitek Vanacek wasn't great in the start against uh, Tampa Bay his last game, three goals on 26 shots. He's got, you know, okay numbers, but not great. Save percentage is barely 900. So Vanacek hasn't been sparkling either this year for the um, for the uh, Washington Capitals. All right, next up, uh, we've got the uh, Seattle Kraken and the Arizona Coyotes. Seattle minus 200 road favorites, five and a half the total, shaded to the under in this game. Normally, Seattle's a team I prefer on at home as opposed to on the road. You know, they only have one road win this year, and that was against uh, Nashville. Uh, first couple games of the season, they're only one and five on the road. But and there's may not be, always be spots I'm looking to back Seattle on the road, but this is one of them. I mean, Arizona is just I thought, you know, it's time to man up. You're playing Anaheim. You're not playing a juggernaut. This is your chance where you got to be fired up, go in there and say, we got a chance to win a game. And what ends up happening, uh, not even in the game, essentially, just shut down completely. They get shut out in that game. Uh, or actually, they do score late, 3-1. to one. Uh, They lose to Anaheim. It's just a team that cannot find a way to win. Uh, Vimelka's tried to hold the fort. It hasn't been good enough. Uh, I think Seattle can go in there, get the job done. But I'm going to go for the better price. Seattle in regulation, uh, minus 110. Uh, in this game to get the job done. And I'll say this about Seattle too. You look at, you know, who they've played lately, Minnesota, Vancouver, Rangers, Edmonton, pretty tough schedule, pretty uh, grueling slate for the Kraken. This is most assuredly a nice, big, fat step down in class for them uh, against Arizona. So I like Seattle in regulation here, minus 110. And sometimes that first game of the road trip, the players want to get it off to a good start. Uh, what do you think, Jimmy, Seattle, Arizona? Yeah, I'm going to look more at the uh, the over-under here and go with the under. Uh, I, I just like I look at an Arizona team's coming off a long road trip, and they're going to be flat the way I look at it. You know, they're, they're, they're going to come out a little lethargic like a lot of teams do, and it's, both teams really don't score that much. So give me that under. Even though it's a five-and-a-half, I'm going to go with that under. All right, going to go with the under here uh, between Seattle and Arizona. Yeah, I took a shot with a five over with Arizona Anaheim last night because I know their defense is bad, but they just aren't scoring. I mean, Arizona's offense is just completely and utterly dormant right now. What have they scored? One goal or less now in like four or five straight games. It's been rough sledding, a tough sledding for this uh, Arizona team to find the back of the net. And it's uh, not going to be easy here against uh, Seattle either. You'd think Seattle will have uh, probably a Grubauer uh, in net. Although I think they also might consider at some point giving Chris Drieger uh, his first uh, shot and first start in net for the uh, Kraken in the near future because he just got uh, he just came back and it got activated off of injured reserve. So Chris Drieger uh, is now available uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken, and I'm sure he'll get a start 
at some point in the near future, maybe perhaps as early as tonight. Uh, New York Rangers, Calgary Flames. We've got Calgary minus 155 home favorites, five and a half the total shaded to the under uh, in this game. Um, Rangers, I, I took a shot with them last night, Jimmy, and uh, I felt pretty good at 4-1, but you're never safe against that lethal Edmonton attack. And boy, did they attack. Power play goals, even strength goals, and one of the goals of the year and another highlight reel a goal added to the uh, ledger for Connor McDavid last night. I mean, just absolutely um, unbelievable in the neutral zone. Walks around three or four different Rangers, puts it home past Georgiev, and that was the tying goal. And it just felt after that unbelievable goal by Connor McDavid last night that they were going to find a way to win that game, and they did in overtime, six to five. Now the Rangers. Tough, tough, heartbreaking loss after being up 4-1 in that game. They got to go on the road, second night of back-to-back against Calgary. Although Calgary's finding ways to lose games the last couple, not win them. Back-to-back overtime home losses to Nashville and Dallas uh, in the last couple of games uh, for the Dallas Stars. And all of a sudden, Jacob Markstrom, who was just unbeatable for the longest time, has given up goals the last two games and given up goals he probably should stop. So all of a sudden, it's been like a 360-degree turn here for Jacob Markstrom the last couple games. They saved Shesterkin for this game tonight, which was kind of weird. It's almost like, yeah, Edmonton's a juggernaut. We think Calgary's maybe more of a winnable game. Uh, maybe that's what um, Gerard Gallant's thinking, but he's he saved his best goalie for this game. And look, with Calgary right now, they're getting the chances. They, they outplayed Nashville. They outplayed Dallas. But at the end of the day, what did they have to show for it? A loss. So, they're just not finding that extra gear right now. I'm tempted to, I'm, I'll tell you this right now, it's Rangers or pass for me at this price. With Shesterkin, and you're going to give me plus 140, even though it's a back-to-back, Edmonton to Calgary travels, not that grueling. Uh, Calgary's struggling to find ways to just close the door right now in, in on this homestand. I'm tempted, very much so, to back the New York Rangers once again tonight, even though they uh, just couldn't close the door for me last night against Edmonton. Now, what do you think here, Jimmy Rangers and flames? I'm going to stay away from that, from the side on this guys, but I really like the under, I mean, I, I don't see if uh, Markstrom's confirmed yet. I don't believe he's expected still, but even still, you got to think they're going to go with him and, and the goaltending on both sides is really good. So I think also too, after the game that the Rangers had last night, they're going to really tighten up. They're going to try and, you know, the, obviously the coach is probably like, we can't have that again tonight. So, uh, I, I'm thinking that maybe we get an under here, so I'll go with that. All right, uh, under uh, five and a half here, New York Rangers and Calgary Flames for uh, Jimmy Murphy uh, in this one. Uh, the Rangers, uh, I'll tell you what, it was a good game for all their big guns last night. They did they they, they did what they had to do against a team like Edmonton. They scored. They matched uh, the Rangers, uh, or sorry, they matched the Oilers' firepower, but defensively they just uh, came unglued a little bit. Uh, in the third period. And of course, when Connor McDavid takes over, uh, it can be a little bit dangerous. And we saw that last night, uh, how dangerous it can be for the opponent when he (laughs) has it going like he did last night. All right. The final game on this Saturday card, New Jersey and San Jose, San Jose minus 130 home favorites in this game, five and a half, the total uh, in this game, Uh, the San Jose Sharks uh, had been doing an unbelievable job through a bunch of uh, COVID-19 absences and a shorthanded roster until the other night, they finally uh, lost one to the St. Louis Blues, 5-3. We'll see who's back tonight for them, but it's still a laundry list of people out of the lineup. No Vlasic, no Semek, uh, no Nieto, no Carlson, no Kevin LeBanc, no Timo Meyer. I mean, and then there's no timetable for whether they'll return. 
Could it be tonight? Perhaps, but I'm thinking probably not uh, imminently uh, that any of these guys will be back here for the uh, San Jose Sharks. On the other side of the fence, you got the New Jersey Devils, who right now who are kind of slumping. Hey, they gave the uh, Kings a great battle last night, uh, but fell short 3-2 in overtime. They're just 1-4 uh, in their last five games. Uh, New Jersey now on the second night of back-to-backs. They haven't been good, 1-5 and five in their last six on the second night of back-to-back games. However, the over, 5-0 and oh in the last five tries where uh, the Devils have been on the second of back-to-back games. So I think we could get this game over the total because of that. Certainly San Jose, they, they've been able to find ways to scoring goals, even with all these key guys out. And the one thing about San Jose, you know, they gave, scored five against Buffalo, scored three against St. Louis, and gave up five. With so many new faces in the lineup, it's hard to develop that chemistry and cohesion. You've got new lines. You've got new defensive pairs because of all these absences. You see mistakes with the puck up and down the lineup when you've got so many changes throughout all four forward lines, throughout all three defensive pairs. you got guys playing with each other that aren't used to, and sometimes you get mistakes defensively uh, when that happens, and that has me leaning over the total here as well. I'm seeing that San Jose, the effort's there. You know, these guys are really competing hard with all the guys out, the guys that are taking the spots on up front and on the blue line, but they're making a lot of mis- miscues with the puck. And also the goaltending of Aiden Hills becoming concerning. After a great start to the year, it has not been good for Aiden Hill uh, as of late, and he struggled again versus San Jose the other night. Actually, it's James. James Reimer's been the better goalie uh, for San Jose, and he's going to be in net tonight. 1.54 goals against, 950 save percentage. He's definitely been the better of these two goalies so uh maybe you lean sharks because of that uh and with the devils you know a bad track record on the second night of back-to-back games so has me leaning a little to san jose even though they're still short-handed but i might just stick with over five and a half here devils and sharks uh jimmy what do you think here new jersey san jose this is a jimmy pass this is a jimmy pass nothing wrong with that it is tricky uh this game you're right devils have been struggling you kind of want to back San Jose, but maybe they, but they're shorthanded and maybe they came back down to earth with the St. Louis loss. They're doing the best they can with so many key cogs out. This might be a game, yeah. If you get involved, do it for a minimal amount uh, if you're going to bet this game, Devils uh, and Sharks. Great stuff uh, with Jimmy Murphy uh, on a great Saturday show, great Saturday card, 12 games. Uh, excited to see how it all transpires. Uh, Looking forward to it. Thanks to everyone for joining us live, as always. We'll wrap up the show now with best bets. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. What do you like for your best bet here on Saturday? As I already said, it's going to be the Colorado Avalanche minus one and a half. All right, there we go, Colorado. Uh, Minus one and a half on the puck line uh, against Columbus. That's plus 150, Colorado puck line against Columbus. Best bet for Jimmy Murphy. And my best bet for this uh, Saturday card. Uh, I'm going back and forth between a couple of games. I'm going to go with, uh, let me just see here. It's, um, let's do Carolina, Florida over six. I'm going to go with that. It was either that or Seattle in regulation. I like that one quite a bit as well, but I'll go Carolina, Florida over six cashed a ticket with Florida over the total, uh, in their last game against Washington, noting the injuries on defense, Two of your starting six on the blue line and arguably, to be honest with you, your two best stay-at-home shutdown defenders as well. So, And they got into a little bit more of a run-and-gun, you know, suspect defensively type of a performance in that game uh, against Washington. And I think you're probably going to see a good chance to see more of the same here tonight. And Carolina, Florida have trended over the total in head-to-head meetings as well. Two very good offensive teams, we know that. So 
I think we'll get goals there. Carolina, Florida, over six. That'll be my best bet for this Saturday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. We thank everybody for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can tune into the podcast on all those platforms. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Cash some tickets, enjoy the games, and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.